For those of you who are joining us, we're just a couple of days in, and we have much to do just in terms of the in terms of the overview. Just an interesting stalker Somebody asked me once in a while. We got to refer to old sugyas, and it's not keep it up aim. It's actually in the other direction. Somebody wanted to know they made a uh, a promise. That is a promise, but their their twenty one year old son Zabachar asked them for money. They want to buy a new suit, and he said, "I'll give you five hundred dollars and get what you need." He wants to know: Is this a baltaacher? Is you have to give it right away? Is this considered nidrate stalker? So I asked him. I said, "The Gemara maker adin." Clearly, Paskins, you have to support your children at least till six years old. And Ramesha says that that was perhaps the minute then. I think the minute was then further, but a minimum, and they went out to work at 12, 13, like it was in Europe till recently. And Ramesha says that the men in America is that most of them are being supported until they're married, they're in the house, whatever the case may be, so then that would be the chiv. So I mentioned to him, I said, he's not an ani, even though he doesn't have money. He's not an ani like your 10-year-old daughter is not an ani. She doesn't have any money, perhaps, but uh, her needs are taken care of. So he said, no, 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 he's actually working uh, for a couple of years, and he buys his, all, his own clothing normally and pays for his own things, and we don't charge him rent, but he's really paying his own way. So he's somewhat independent, and... Of course, my next question is, well, if that's true, then why is he asking you for money for clothing? And he said business is not so good. So he might have a status of an owner, even though he's living rent-free and not paying the electric bill, probably not a lot of the food bill, but he travels a lot and it sounded like he was living at home, but still, he's already very much on his own. That might have a din of Nidre Staka, even though the parent would look at him as an Ani, because they're there for him, but Lamaisi is paying his own way. So that's a, a less usual, less common case, but an interesting application. I said, what's an afkamina? You don't want to pay? He says, I just want to know how quickly I have to get together the money. You promise to an Ani, you want to do it uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, the Chiv, besides the Chazar and Hilchastaka, the Chiv, as I mentioned last week, of keeping of aim is clearly an obligation from the children to the parents. There's no chiv kibud ben vabas. There's a chiv to mechabed them as people and to make them feel loved and wanted and train them for life and mimachanach them and build up their self-esteem before it gets to the point of gaiva and have that balance, which we're finding difficult today as we bent the tree very much in one direction, which we mentioned last week as well, and we'll get back to that topic. It's a very delicate balance, depends on the family dynamics and the children. But the chiv to support the children is not a din, it's not a separate pus to keep it up a aim. It's just part of the natural family, whether it was the six, whether it was the 12 in Europe, whether now it's the 22 or 23. It's part of raising children. It's a mitzvah. You, you go to work. You have to, how many mitzvahs are you doing? You're making money to support yourself, support your family. That's... Chesed, that's a mitzvah, you're making money to give stocker, to machzik teira. 
But that doesn't translate into a separate chiv of Kiba Ben Abbas. And I, I heard an audible gasp last week when I told over the very jarring, I warned you beforehand, jarring example to put this in the focus. As I mentioned, nobody really argues on this. And Leolainu should never be no gaya, but if there's two life jackets and four people need it, and two are children and two are parents, the chiv goes to the parents. Now again, that's everybody asks, what if the children will uh, stronger, they might swim longer, and they might survive longer. Okay, so then you have to put that into the chomp. But for the etzem chiv, you have to understand what's a chiv in terms of covenant year, and what's the minig of support, which will go not only to the parents, when we rediscuss in a few months from now, maybe the interplay of the Hilchot Stalker and Kibbutz Aim, and the Hilchot Stalker, Hilchot Chesed, and supporting your children. That doesn't make it a separate chiv of Kibbutz Ben Abbas. That's why I chose this question of the many Hilchestaka Shailas that received recently. Uh, this past week as well, a doctor wasn't Yehuda this time. Stam doctor over here, I might be staring at him, but uh, this happened to be a different one in the shul. We have many, Baruch Hashem. Do wonderful acts of chesed, and while they're doing the chesed of treating other people and being a Shem Shemayim, once in a while, some chinuch moments come in. You're not going to believe the story, but, uh, well, maybe... You should know by now, all the stories I tell over are true. Some of them are too incredible to uh, really believe somebody would really say this or do this, but uh, this one's true as well. This doctor was uh, a doctor in a pediatrician's office, a very, very high-volume one, not Muncie. And a uh, lady came in with her child, and the child was said about 10 years old and they come into the actual office and what's the first thing the doctor says to the child after hello how are you can you please get up on the thing that rolled out that nice white paper towel whatever that thing is called uh there's a better name for it uh what is it a paper (laughs) that's really fancy i thought it was really going to be a highfalutin vocabulary they roll out the paper and they uh tell them to get uh, to climb on and sit down so he actually turned to the mother and said, can you, you know, tell your child to go up? And she did so. For some reason, something was obviously going on. The child opened up a mouth. The doctor told me, I can't even repeat 90% of the words in the sentence to his mother, screaming and yelling at his mother, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing anything, I don't know why you brought me here. And he, Mamash opened up his mouth. To the extent that the doctor, who's a fine from Bentera, the kid was going on and on and on. It was just like, completely out of control. And he turned to me and said, don't you talk to your mother like that. And without skipping a beat, the mother turned to the doctor and started screaming at him, don't you talk to my son like that. Now, who's crazier here? That, that, that's a sign of the times. Somebody does a favor of, what, Levy? Okay, so maybe that's why the, that's exactly the point over here. If there's no keep it of aim, it's not just a, a serious, serious derais, all derais is a serious, as well as the Rabbanis. It's not only the Serious Adibra, it's not only a Chayv Kaddish, and we're gonna, what we're going to do over the next uh, Tufa, you're going to see just how serious it is and how daunting it is, but doable. If you don't have it, the kids are not going to grow up normal. Whatever mood the kid was in, mother, doctor asked the mother, just can you climb up and sit down? 
and uh, and the kid didn't say I'm scared, didn't say I'm gonna. He's asked me to stick up my tongue and uh, check my tonsils, just like sit, just like follow simple directions. The kid opened up mouth. It wasn't just like the kid was grumpy and wasn't cooperating. He said he heard words that he never even heard before, and the mother was like ready to sue him. Uh, he didn't hit the kid. So how dare you open your mouth to my child? He's just trying to help out. But that's, Levi, your comment is correct. That's, uh, that's what this sugi is all about. It's not just, not just about the chayuvim, about the dinam, about the details. It's about, if you really care about the welfare of your child, uh, how are you going to bring this across? And the art of parenting is to get them to mechan, keep it of aim, most of the time, and to know where to close your eyes and look the other way when they're not, which we'll get to as well. And that's, again, a difficult balance, but if you don't know the halachas inside out, and then you don't get good advice uh, in the chinuch, which we're going to be uh, intertwining over here, hopefully, then uh, the kid doesn't stand the chance to get the parent. That's the, uh, that's the issue over here. So with that said, let's go back to this equally a startling Abiyanus and Ivashitz, which we began last week. We only got a few lines in, so we'll start again. And Abiyanus and Ivashitz, the Yaris Devash, says some very interesting, you say this in, a, in the Kibbut Avim, in general, mitzvahs, he touches upon also and then uses it for the Kibbut Avim. Hine, the last paragraph on page one. Hine, the Kibbut Avim, Amr Chazal, Ashrei mi shalom chamon, Abayi made this comment. The Kibbut Avim is so challenging, in a way, Rachmol Aslan, do not ask for this or look for this. Abayi, who was a Yasam, used it as a Yishuv, as a comforting note. He never saw his parents. Father's nephew, his mother was pregnant. Leilena, his mother, uh, died shortly afterwards, and he never, um, never grew up with parents. It's Ashrei Mishalo Chaman. So, what do you mind if you didn't see them? So, Hashem can't tie on you that you were Makayim Kibbut Avim. I almost hesitated, as I mentioned last week, to start off with this Mamakam. He's like, you'll give up before we start the Sugya. Like, uh, okay, I says it's so, like, it's that bad. It's not, if you have parents, Mitz Hashem. Uh, You'll do as good a job as you can, and you should take the challenge, and you don't look for a different scenario because uh, the Yasem Yisema have a different, uh, different bag of, uh, of worries to take care of. Hainu, Kivar Amru, and he gives a very interesting spin on this. The Pashup Shad is, is that it's so daunting, maybe you could be in negative territory. It doesn't mean you can give up. Kivar Amru, it's hard for anybody to mekayim it completely. And by the way, there are very few mitzvahs we really can be mekayim completely anyway. Keep it of aim is a constant challenge. Amnam. Im ein aim v'hu mitztair al zeh aim. This Yisrael is true by any mitzvah. If he doesn't have parents and he's being, he or she are being honest with themselves that they wish every day they had parents, not just because they wish they had parents, but they wish they had the opportunity to do the mitzvah, keep it of aim, they really mean it. So then they get the full schar kilu they did it without the pitfalls. Because you can't be over and keep it up aim. There is keep it up aim achamisa. But it's less of an opportunity. It's not ongoing every single day. I mean, it is that you have to do mitzvahs, mice, and tape, and everything you do is a credit to them. We're talking about a person who's not faced with an isayan every day, and therefore he won't fall in. He won't have the neg- negative aspects. And by wanting it, Hashem will give him the credit. Basically, if you can't do a mitzvah and you really want to do it, and you really would have done it, and Shemayim is, obviously in Shemayim, they know, Kosh Baruch know what you really feel. 
If it's a genuine feeling, you get the full schar of the mitzvah, even though you didn't do it. So that's the Mila. You have the positive and no negative. Like you did it perfectly. And that's why it says that don't look for the situation, but if it happened, want to do it very badly, so at least you'll get the schar without being over on the Isserm. Now he goes into a very important uh, historical hashkafa, okay, at the Perm in particular, but we're still in Gullus Edom. All about the Kachas of Esav. It's been a long Gullus, the longest, and Chazal say many places because Esav, there was Zechah to the dominion and the power that they have, and they still have, primarily because of their mitzvah of Kibud Av. Kibud Aim, as I mentioned last week as well, he didn't really do. He did keep it off completely to get the brachas. And we'll get to the raya that afterwards he wasn't really that good at it. But the schus he had. Schus shall keep it off the Yitzchak Shmeid Nog Balkavid. Next page. Kenaida. As is well known. Imkain. Mishiyava Lavatel Schusavakaychai. In order to fight against Esau, you need to be very good at keep it Other Mepharshim say this in terms of one of the schusim we need to bring our gula. We have a stalker aspect and obviously uh, what people get through tshuva. Keep it off aim is up there because if we're still held in gulas by the power of Esav, there's two, two parts of the gulas. Our lack of schusim and his schus to stay in power. So if this is his main schus and we can match it or outdo it, it'll help things along. And whenever we need a Yeshua, and Yeshua is against Esau, we need that. And if it's against Amalek, we need that. And what he's going to highlight is Perm. The only person in Klai Yisrael that can fight Amalek and fight Haman was Esther. That's Hafaldik. Why did Esther do so much better? The answer is she didn't do anything wrong. She didn't have parents. Now again, never look for this. Daven for the Arichas Yom as you have the schus, but it happened to be, as Abiyan Sa'avish is going to point out, a perfect record of who can claim that they could do it b'shleimus? And who can claim that they're not being over on it? Again, this is not to give us yish. This means that we have to try very hard. There aren't that many mitzvahs that we get up every morning and we have to face the Nisayan of doing it and have the opportunity of succeeding in it that promised tremendous char. Talmud Torah. And if you live near your parents and your parents are alive and you can call them and do that and give it a vaim as Baruch Hashem an ongoing mitzvah. When we get to the sugi of why we don't make a bracha on keep it of aim, it's a deresa. One of the answers given is that's just an ongoing 24-7 mitzvah. So they wear a masak and a bracha. And only Esther had no parents. And she was a sadeka. She always felt she missed out on this mitzvah and she was Mr. Eris and she couldn't do it. Since Shemayim, she gets the full schar and none of the Anshim are not doing it. So only Esther can fight Esav, and certainly Amalek who spits Esav. 
So we don't have the right to lock into this chosovitz for many reasons. One of them is he's tying in. We're not that good at the mitzvah, and we have to improve. Esther in the story of Perm, the one who will save the day is Esther. Yes. Two questions. One. You need a blend of, that's why he added in, a Yisayim who never fell in, and a Tzadikah who really deep down live with the Tzar, I wish I could do this mitzvah Shamayim, they read the internal emotions very clearly. So a person could say, I know a lot of people say, if I had $10 million, I wish so much I'd give it to Stucco. Sometimes that's true, and sometimes Hashem actually gives it to us and finds out if it's true. Abai wasn't faced with the Nisayan and the Einish. She was facing, we're not talking about bringing the Gula, we're talking about saving Klaizo here. They were faced with a real existential threat of Esau of Amalek, and we needed somebody to stand in the way and put the finger in the dike, and that was Esther. We, we also know, we always refer to Esau as Oh, we're going to get to that. So hold that thought for, for seven minutes. Oh, uh, well, interesting you say that. Okay, well, let's hold the thought. We're gonna, it's interesting you took that angle. We'll, we'll get to it either in the next eight minutes or tomorrow night. Well, let's continue. So now he brings it up to date. It's the time of Yenis and Ivishes, time of Yaakov Emdim. And already it's the beginning uh, a bit of the unraveling of uh, the Messiah of people, Ahmad Salan, going off and uh, after Shabtai Tzvi. He says, everything is getting turned upside down. Turns out the parents feel that after Machnif, they get in the good side of their children, so the children should be nice to them, especially, by the way, not that much different now, but before uh, Medicare, Medicaid, nursing homes, uh, before socialized medicine, or Parents moved in with their children, and there was no discussion. Yeah, the family, grandparents, parents, well, that, that's the way it was. Nobody else. To, and if the kids didn't take care of you, you were in big trouble. And nobody really had any money, even if they had a system to pay for private care. So here he speaks about the problem that the Elvis of Machanfin Labanim, that they shouldn't get angry, whether in their old age or even in younger age, that they, they were walking on eggshells with their children too much. May Perm Elu. He uses it as a direct Muslim Shmuz. He says, Perm is a time to work on your Kibbut of Aim because that's what saved the day. What saved us, the time of Perm, was Esther's matching of the Kibbut of Aim to Esau, matching it, even surpassing it. Pun intended. We should be working on this. During the season, and he says the whole dart's going in the other direction. In the Yishchu Avos, he gives a perm example. In the Yishchu Avos, Labanan Manas Kafi Aroi. Interesting that they sent Shalach Manas to their kids. I guess the married kids. He says, "I've seen Rabbi Yisrael just says the kids got a Shalach Manas. They didn't like it. it. Wasn't enough chocolate in there. Well, the wine wasn't uh, aged 190 years. Oh, Shiyer Belech of Yemai Lechad, or one got three more potato chips than the other one. Good old sibling rivalry." And they'll get angry that they say, I'm not coming for the Suda today. It just happens to be giving a per example because he's talking about it. 
besides the fact that's horrible meetings, I assume we're talking about a married child. We wouldn't be sending Shalach Manus to a married child. Besides the fact they haven't grown up and they're spoiled rotten, you want to have bad meetings, so then start with your friends, not with your parents. Don't, th- don't a threat to your parents. I'm not coming over unless you add in some potato chips and I want some more wine. Or kind of, you're talking to your parents, the first thing you've got to remember. And if they come, they'll come with a long face. The first Chazal, you have to know in this sugya is Kibbut Avayim is Hukish to Kvayda Kadosh Baruch Hu. Ve'ech Yifku B'Shviel Heder Ktsas Momen, and they're acting with chutzpah because they didn't get what they wanted in the money or food department. Happens. Potato chip example might sound a little extreme, but he's giving an example of Shalach Manus. Can happen with money. Kibbut Avayim until they ask for something they didn't get it. So all of a sudden, where's the Kibbut Avayim? Well, I'm, I have rights. My parents, all my friends have it. That's what they started. All my friends have it. So why don't I get one? It's not, if they sell all their friends, doesn't mean it's all their friends. Might not even be brave. You gotta know how to, how to read the situation. V'nei Amru. Gracious Rabbi. In Zara Shalesav Neifel Al-Bidyad Zara Shalrochel. So Uri. So you were asking about Yesid before. So Medrash says that ultimately, Esav will fall into the hands of the children of Rochel. Why? You asked, Yasef uh, didn't have the opportunity for many years. Tom, they, they all ask, why didn't Yasef send a, uh, a fax, email, telegram? Probably didn't have email. Uh, everybody else had. Uh, Yasef wouldn't have. Why didn't he send a message? He's, he's viceroy already. It's clear as day he didn't send a message. It's a good Shaila, and there are many answers. And some say he knew the same reason he felt he had to make the Ravua. They had to come down and bow down, not knowing it's him. There was a plan involved. And he wasn't criticized for that, interestingly enough. Matter of fact, the fact that Yaakov Vina was faced with the Tsar being away from Esau for many years was that he was away from home from his father, Yaakov Vina, for too many years, and that was the, that was the Einish. And we don't find a similar Einish by Yosef, although we find a very famous Chazal that when Yosef was talking as Viceroy, disguised as Viceroy, <laughs> and he kept saying, um, we've got to hear the story, and where's your brother, and what's going on? And they, and they were telling him the story, Avdukha Yaakov, Avdukha Yaakov, every time he said Avdukha, and the viceroy didn't say anything, and one day in the Medrash holds, he died young, one year, connected each time he heard it, heard it once, five times, through the interpreter, another five times, and everybody asked, he was the viceroy, that was the whole plan. If he blurts out, don't call my father Avdukha, that's going to kind of mess up the whole charade. So what was he supposed to do? So apparently, we're talking about Yesav at Sadiq, he was held to a higher standard. He should have said, you know, I heard your father was a very great and holy man, a miracle maker. Is he you're in front of me? You don't have to call him out. Could have fixed something up. And that was already Chisarin, his Kippur of Aim, even though he was trying to focus on the charade without losing his composure, which was difficult. So Yesav was good at it. You see, to the level he was held to, the exactitude of the Einish, how good he was. So what kind of kibbutz is this? He sends after he lost the brachas, he sends the to kill Yaakov. You know, was not going to aggravate his father. And he knew that Yitzchak still liked him because Yitzchak gave him a bracha before he left, and he also said Gam and remember the Nitziv held the original bracha was Gashmias. He already planned on giving him all the Ruchnias and the Nitzchias of Klai Yisrael, and that was the bracha he left with. Esav knew all that. Didn't he know it caught Sire? Felifas kills him, and Yitzchak is going to figure out 
that A, Esav might have sent him, and B, he was dead. Where's the Kibbutz? No. Where was the Kibbutz? The answer is he never had Kibbutz Lishma, and he only had Kibbutz for the money and the bracha, and he lost the bracha, so why bother with the charade right now? So, why isn't that enough to undo his Kibbutz? It's a good kasha. We're talking about the great schus of Esav, the Dairi Darius, but he, is, he, he showed his true colors over here. And by the way, he didn't kill him at the end, but he stole all his money, which also, if Yitzchak would have found out, that was to Alifaz's credit. The Pasuk in Avadu, which talks about the downfall of Esav. Which means he tried to kill him, and then he robbed him. And Lachira Yaakovinu has now Klaisel has the schus, and uh, you don't. The problem is, the problem is, we also had a chink in the armor. And that is, the Shotim sold Yosef, and they also caused their father a lot of tsar. So, Zulu, Muzu, it's minus one and minus one, and we're still back on the same level. The only two people not involved in the Mechira, not responsible for that tsar, was Yosef and Benjamin. Even though Yosef caused the whole jealousy in the first place, unwittingly, but. They weren't included. They weren't part of that. Benyamin wasn't there, and Yosef was the victim. Yosef has no schus. So, on that note, we will take the question tomorrow. You can ask me after Shia, we'll include it tomorrow night, but I want to get them to Mayrav. So, we will, Amit Hashem, pick it up tomorrow night.